who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny podcast. With me today is Sean Finnegan on my right. Hello. Fran Mirabella on my left. I'm back. What's up, everybody? And a special guest, Powell. Hey. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, hi, I'm Paola Alejandra. I uh, host Gamer Girls Gone Wild podcasts with Ivy Doom Kitty. And uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like a weird alpha media gaming personality, but I cosplay sometimes. And I happened to do a very crazy, ambitious uh, cosplay over San Diego Comic-Con. Almost killed me. It was awesome. But I'm alive. You did a warlock. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later in the show. But first up, we want to dive right into all the big changes that happened. There were some massive weapon changes that are going to be happening in Destiny very soon. Yeah, Fran, a lot. What are you most upset about? <laughs> upset. Why do we have to always start with upset? What well, because truthfully, <laughs> some of this stuff is a little upsetting, right? Yeah, we got to admit well, that. Let's dive right in. Uh, they're changing and reducing the damage to the Wolfpack rounds on Galahorn. That's the big topic. And honestly, for me, I'm starting to get like feedback of like, oh, this is the last straw kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get, but um, let's wait until we use it for starters. And secondly, I'm I'm interested to see that balanced out because I end up stacking my weapon set that I have to use Galahorn and I actually am kind of tired of having to use it. Mm-hmm. I love having be, it. So, so I think there's two sides. Yeah, if you don't have it, you're like, oh, don't change well, it. I want that you power. have it. <laughs> but anyway, so to the, I'm in support of some balancing. I would love actually for another weapon to come out on. Like, man, mm-hmm. like truth, I've always loved the look of it. Um, so anyway, I'm in support of there being balances and changes, but we got to try it out before we know. But anyway, that was my first reaction. What about you, Sean? About Galahorn specifically? Galahorn specifically, I think, is something that needed to be addressed. Like, they 
in the beginning paragraph of the update, they say, like, it was always meant to be powerful, but it wasn't meant to be so powerful that there were teams out there who would only let you onto their fire team if you had Gallahorn. And Jeez. furthermore, uh, creating or entire strategies around having three or three or six people who have maxed Gallahorns. That was not how it was intended to be. So I did think there needed to be a change. Uh, having or being one of the players who doesn't have it yet, I'm kind of a little bit bummed that I may not be able to experience the full power of Gallahorn before it gets nerfed. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I think they were right to do that. It'll probably still See, be that's the most two powerful. In favor of, let's try it. Let's out. be real. It'll probably still be the most powerful PVE rocket launcher all I around. So. Like, mm -hmm. they're nerfing the damage on how uh, of the Wolfpack rounds. The initial damage and velocity, all of that is staying the same. So it's probably still going to be good because right now it's, like, light years ahead of any other rocket launcher. Now it won't just be as many light years ahead. Exactly. What about you, pal? How do you feel? Well, that was just a lot of information to take in. Obviously, it's something that the community's been wanting for quite some time, and I just think it's a lot to process right now, and just the fact that you know Taken King hasn't even come out yet, it's uh, it just it's just a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, I was just I had to read through it a few times to like be like, wait, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy with like the Thorn and the Galahorn, but I, there's you know maybe this will give an opportunity for other weapons to be highlighted in the future. So my big issue with uh, Gallahorn and most of the weapons that we're going to talk about today being nerfed is now nothing is special. Black Hammer used to be special, and now it's not really special anymore. Gallahorn <laughs> used to be special because it was that coveted weapon that you really wanted to have because it was great, and it helped you like melt through enemies, and that's a cool feeling of power that the game gave you, right? And they've taken that away, and they seem to have this philosophy of, oh, things are too good. Let's make it worse but then mm. something else takes its place. You really feel that way. So you wouldn't use the term overpowered instead of special, because that's what it sounds like you're they saying. They are called exotic weapons. That's right, <laughs> and that's the only exotic that is special, to mm. use your own words. So they I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight be, you on that one. They all should be special, though. All that's the right, that's what I want. Special thing. Well, so there's so a problem to, here. To fix that, they've just made nothing special, so now none of the weapons are special. Instead, they should have made improvements on all of the weapons that weren't special. Yeah. Why are you calling it an exotic if Necrochasm doesn't do anything? And they did make improvements yeah, to Necrochasm, but it's still not gonna be a weapon anybody uses. So I agree, that is where I would have yeah. loved to hear them come out. And like, again, like I love truth. Like, it, why not take another rocket launcher and boost it as something special? But yeah. I disagree. Uh, Dragon's Breath. Or Dragon's <laughs> yeah, right. Breath, yeah. I have three of those and I would love to use them because the model is so cool it's and cool. the idea yeah. behind the rocket launcher is awesome. But let's be real, that thing's a POS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would so love I, to see that. Both. Why make everything worse? Well, I, get where you're, worse. I get where you're coming at. They downgraded from. it. They said they made it worse. Objectively it's certainly, worse. Well, it's certainly Wolf backgrounds are not It as is powerful. less powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is a negative thing. I do think, though, that, like, Fran does have a point. Like, it's not necessarily, like, one, we don't know how much, how much of a nerf it's going to be until we get yeah. our hands on it. So it's... Right. It's difficult to kind of come out and say, like, cut and dry, this is the way it's going to be, and it's kind of a bad idea. But there weren't a lot of people out there complaining about how powerful it was. Uh, and similarly, for a lot of players who are, you know, now hundreds of hours deep into the game, Gallahorn's the only reason to continue playing. Like, they're still looking for that. Mm -hmm. So to hear that the one thing you were playing for, as again, as someone who doesn't have it, the one thing that you're still looking <laughs> for is now getting a nerf, like, that's a little disheartening. But you know what? I'm willing to bet it's still going to be the most powerful rocket launcher yeah. in the game. Yeah, I so agree. it doesn't change that. It's a sure. matter of it being overpowered, I think. And 
Why Balancing touch it at all? weapons is tricky. Why touch it at all if it's still the most powerful weapon in the game? Because well, how many times do you get asked, do you have a Galahorn? And someone's like, no. And <laughs> I've done it. I'm like, asked that. I've that told people I'm not playing. It may, though, Yeah, help but it could it. lighten it up where it's like, oh, well, it's not as big of a deal. You know, like, yeah. it'll be better. I don't know. What do you think, pal? Uh, I don't know. It's so much, like, to talk about. Like I said, it, I think the Galahorn, I don't even have a Galahorn. So it's oh, like, well, that's I, why. Well, yeah. Exactly. And so I still have like a few weeks or a few months to figure out if this is actually like, I you know. Hate to interrupt, but we can only have people on the podcast that have Galhorn. So uh, if you can <laughs> help. <laughs> I've been waiting. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I'm like one of those unlucky few. Yeah. Well, let's Maybe about... I should just make one. Gosh, you're yeah, so just uncool. make one. Have it with a <laughs> just one, carry yeah. it with me everywhere I go. Let's move on to a positive note. It looks like they're finally addressing the auto rifle issue. So that's actually not on the show notes, but it's in the, yeah, the package. I'm excited about that. Uh, okay. Back in patch 1.1.1, they pretty much made auto rifles completely useless. Yeah. So they've kind of gone back to P the drawing again, board. Yeah. And yeah. No matter how you cut and slice it, they nerfed them into oblivion. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. tuning range and damage fall off with the weapons now, and they're going to make them more of a viable option. Um, their goals are to make it optimal at close to medium range. Damage stability and range are tuned such that players desire stability for reliable close quarters damage or range for better accuracy and increased damage at a distance. And elevate auto rifles so that they are more competitive that they are a more competitive option in PvP. Like they were. And PvE. Yeah. And satisfying to use in yeah. PvE. I mean, they lean so much into the pulse rifle, shotgun thing, and then, mm -hmm. and even hand cannons fixing some of that, and then it left auto rifles in the dust. Yeah. So now it sounds to me like PV, uh, in PvP, auto rifles were a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like right. Suros was a thing, and now it's just not, you know. Um, so you want to go through the changes they're making? Well, I just went over the positives. Well, those were the goals, but the actual mm -hmm. changes that they're going to make are increase the base damage. I mean, that alone mm -hmm. for auto rifles is going to be big. Uh, start the fall-off damage closer to the player to emphasize its role as a close-to-medium-range weapon. Again, emphasizing that distance. I mean, every gun has its role to play. You read through this, like you get a sense of how they see each gun. I would encourage yeah. you checking that out. And then, yeah, a small reduction in base stability um, but again, when you're at optimal range, it says it's going to be un unaffected. So um, they're going to boost damage as well in PvE. Well, it says 10% against AI combatants. Mm -hmm. So in PvE, they're also going to give it a little push in the right direction. So I think that's great. That's and they're good. also touching hard light as part of this. Mm -hmm. um, that's and what that makes, makes me really excited because I've always yeah. loved the look and feel of that gun. I just don't use it. Yeah. I have a hard light that I've maxed just because I knew at some point they were going to rebuff auto rifles. Yeah. And I... I love the play style of auto rifles, and it's always been something yeah. that, like, in all FPSs, not just Destiny, I tend to gravitate towards those types of weapons. That's a comfort zone, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I, it'll actually be interesting to see how hard light differentiates itself as a matter. Cause, so the difference is that while the, all auto rifles are getting these changes, hard light specifically will not be affected by the damage falloff. That's the one change to hard light. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it has a... It has to do with kind of like the weapons lore of like, you know, the high caliber slash light rounds that I mm -hmm. bounce off things yeah. and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. But it may, stand, it may differentiate itself from the other exotic auto rifles and just legendary auto rifles that have been so prevalently used prior to this. Do you guys think you're going to start using auto rifles? I mean, again, like it's impossible to say with any certainty until we get our hands on them and see how much these changes are impact the game yeah but yeah. i think that this is a big step in the right direction right yeah pow, literally I mean, no one uses those guns anymore yeah no. pow, yeah pow do you play a lot of pvp or more pve and what is your thought on 
I, I mean, I, I do a little bit of both. It depends what kind of mood on it I'm in. And I definitely think that this is kind of make it's setting it up for other people to use different kinds of weapons. Um, as nobody used to use like the thorn before. And then all of a sudden now it's like, you know, that gun that everyone it's either you hate it or you love it. But we actually have uh, stats maybe, for that. 26% yeah. of PVP players use thorn. Well, that right. was in the iron banner. Yeah, from six thirty to seven six. But it would indicate that's what it looks yeah. like across everything. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's spent a significant amount of time in Iron Banner or Crucible or Trials knows that most of the time you're fighting against Thorn. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. just to finish that thought, pal. I mean, were you going to say, yeah, you are excited to I use do. auto I again? Do. I, I do a little bit of both. I dabble in both. I love um, PvP for obvious reasons because I that's kind of where my whole gaming life kind of started. Um, in multiplayer, so I I don't know. I just it's going to be interesting to see what I gravitate, you know, because I got a little bit comfortable using certain weapons. So this is just going to take me outside my comfort zone for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that's, that's what good. I that's what I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said it many times. I dread I've dreaded the day that they nerf the last word. I run that gun exclusively in PvP. Well, and... that's a good segue into the last <laughs> word, yeah. which is being nerfed. Stability is going from 30 to 20, and range is going from 20 to 10. So, Sean, basically your gun's kind of useless. Yeah, well, so they... <laughs> well, I mean, on, Dustin, you're so mean. The, <laughs> these nerfs are bad. The big problem with the last word, and this is something that blew, that blew my mind when I read it, was that when you compare the nerfs... So all hand cannons are getting nerfed a little yeah. bit, right? Uh, but it's particularly bad for the last word because it's getting nerfed in its most significantly strong places yeah. in addition to the hand cannon nerfs. So it has even more reduced range and stability uh, and increased, uh, or sorry, decreased efficacy in ADS. Those mm-hmm. are the big changes to last word, which is a mm-hmm. huge problem because last word, I think, was one of those guns that was very powerful and its time to kill was the lowest in the game. But to get to that point, it required a huge amount of skill. Like, that gun is not easy to fire from hit, from the hit. Like, yeah. it's not easy. And it requires the player to have a situational awareness to where you know what the distances are and you know which gun or which battles you can fight and which ones you can't. Like, there's a lot of times I'll turn the corner and I'm like, that guy's too far, I can't fight him yeah. effectively, mm-hmm. and I'll have to flank him instead. Well, yeah, I mean, they're increasing the accuracy and precision damage for aim assist from the hit. For half fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the hit. Which is like, that's their goal, right? They want it to be a hip fire only yeah. weapon. Mm-hmm. And they're in order, to re, in, or in order to reiterate that point and drive towards that design, they're basically nerfing all the other ways that that gun was used before. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for that date range, Thorn was being used 26%, then Red Death, and then Last Word, which was at 11%. Last Word was 11 and Red Death was a little bit higher, we'll say like 12%. And yet Last so. Word got the brunt of the nerf yeah. over Thorn, which I yeah. think is mind-boggling yeah. to me. Yeah, so what's well, happening with Thorn, the base damage on its Mark of Devour damage over time is a third of what it was in PvP and PvE. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, a third. <laughs> Just to dr- so if you put two shots in someone today, this three. is for the Mark it's three of Devour. Three shots. Three. But meaning, okay, if yeah. you put three shots in someone today, it means you have to put nine in them, in theory, for that same amount to of dot of, damage of yeah. the damage, damage over time, time. Yeah. yeah so just for that but that's a that's a big change so i think yeah but look at the stats i find the if we can go back to stats doesn't have to be the second destin mm-hmm. um but i found the gradient of you know how many people use thorn versus other things interesting mm-hmm. go ahead all right i will uh a little a little quiz maybe actually uh pow do you, you say you do play a lot of pvp uh, reasonable. There. What, what have you been killed by most? 
Oh uh, God. Um, <laughs> Grenades. I what think about everything? I, I, blow, I get blown right. up all the time. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, Thorn. 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 Thorn yes, Thorn, for sure is word, up there. Hawkmoon. The last word. Yeah. Shows. Hawkmoon. Fell Winters. Yeah. yeah, Fell Winters. Oh, Fell Winters. God, forgot. Yeah, but interestingly, what the stats say, and I mean, the reality is, this is where you really see it. So, Thorn. Yeah, at twenty-five percent. You take a step down, half the amount of players use Red Death and Last Word. Mm-hmm. And then another, uh, it's like, let's half see. Half of that. It's about a fifth of the amount of people that use Thorn use Hawkmoon and Vex Mythoclast. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting down into like Suros and, and uh, Mina multi-tools. And Suros used to be a top, Suros used to yeah. be as high as Thorn. Right. And I just wanted to draw that yeah. into perspective, like roughly looking at the graph. Over seven times the amount of people use Thorn than they would Suros. Mm-hmm. And likewise for like Hawkmoon even, like five times the amount of people use Thorn instead of Hawkmoon. Yeah. That tells a big story. And Hawkmoon now, its damage is not going to stack in for PvP, so it's never going to be a one-shot kill again. Yeah. And uh, Sean, you made a good point about this. Yeah, so the big bummer is that I play on Xbox, and I find it so unfortunate that I will never get to experience the power of Hawkmoon before it gets nerfed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge bummer to me. It's like, I didn't really get, I didn't really look at Hawkmoon before mm-hmm. because I don't have it on my console, right? It's not an Xbox thing, so I didn't really understand its power. But for clarity's sake, it has two buffs, holding aces, or perks, yep. holding aces and luck in the chamber, which basically gives you three of the, what is it, nine shots in the mag 13 something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah 13 yeah three of those bullets do extra damage but the chance there is a chance that two or more of those bullets could be the same bullet so there's this phantom bullet out there that could have all three bonus damages on the same bullet which would allow you to one shot a guardian yeah Yeah, so it's rare but it's like boom one and done yeah and i I went and watched videos of this online there's videos of people you know turning the corner seeing a guy and shooting him once in the head and doing 230 damage yeah and just killing him instantly and i'm like Man, that would be awesome. Yeah. I will never get to do that. Yeah. yeah. How are you on Xbox or PlayStation? I'm on PlayStation. Okay. So do you have I a started on Xbox and then I went to PlayStation. You made the right choice. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly. Well for this game it made, made sense. So Yeah, with all the extra exclusive content. Yeah. That's why I started for work purposes, honestly, so that we could capture that extra footage and then I yeah. just kinda stuck with it. Now yeah. I have two. Th- I have a 34 on Xbox also. I know. So, yeah, Destin's been uh, towing the line on Xbox. I'm starting to get pressure. Because yeah. Jose is playing on there too, a little bit. I think uh, so. No, Jose. He I has heard a that character. He, was, he has a yeah, character. Yeah, he started. I haven't even okay. started on there. Nah, I don't have enough time for that. I do have a character built on my Xbox, but I, uh, I need to maybe grind a little bit and yeah. uh, kind of compare. Yeah, I've, had to, I've had to put Destin in my backpack and carry him through a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't even you. It was more Stan than anybody. Well, Stan carries all of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, ha- we have a few more things to get to. We want to make sure there's time for uh, the cosplay talk. But uh, yeah, let's talk about... Can we, can we talk about the icebreaker for a second? Oh, yeah, that's actually yeah. the next one on the list. The big uh, problem... Uh-huh. Well, wait. What did you have to say about it? Uh, well, I mean, I just I'm, I feel like it's one of my sniper weapons that I use the most, and I feel like it's going to be completely useless now. Yeah, uh, Sean, you were saying it's like a thirty something yeah, there, percent there is, drop. There is a Reddit thread out there that's calculating how much of a damage decrease percentage wise that nerf is. So again, to be clear, mm-hmm. the change that's happening to Icebreaker is that. Uh, instead of regenerating one new bullet in the mag every five seconds, they're increasing it to every eight seconds. Eight seconds. And based on an, based on an empty yeah, mag, right. that means that it's thirty a thirty seven point five percent overall 
damage decrease, DPS decrease, damage per second decrease, which is, that's a huge amount. That's almost 40%. That's almost, like, if you want to keep rounding up, that's having the damage Wait, that you get from that why does the damage perk. change? It's just because you, you have more less bullets. bullets. Less bullets, less yeah. shots, right. less damage over time, or less damage Yeah, but you still have to land each bullet. I well, mean, I mean, that again... Meaning it doesn't change the strength fire, of the bullet. If like, you can fire six bullets versus ten, which you could usually do exactly. firing at a consistent rate with Icebreaker... In the same damage you, If you're hitting uh, in anywhere... Well, okay, you so mean you're talking, PvE. I was thinking PvP. Yeah, well, you're talking yeah. about... So, one, it's never wise to talk about guns okay. in a vacuum. Like because yeah, you can miss shots or you'll you know, you'll hit a body shot as opposed to a headshot. Right. But let's say you hit every one of your shots. If you're gonna have and you're firing the same amount of bullets over the same amount of time. I see what yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it ends up being a huge damage decrease because you're just firing less I was shots. thinking in PvP we were talking so much about that. But totally. yeah, PvE, you're right, the, actually. That's yeah. really gonna suck. The more <laughs> the bigger problem is that was there anyone complaining about Icebreaker? Were no. there any encounters that were broken? Because icebreaker was a thing, one. no, not Who's at all. My so why? Like, yeah. This is one of those changes. Like I said, I agree. Gallowhorn had to be nerfed. I agree. Thorn had to be nerfed. This is one that came totally out of left field. Like icebreaker didn't change the way people played PVE encounters. It was still a weapon that you felt powerful enough, but not overpowered. Because if you die, you lost all that ammo anyway. Mm -hmm. So. It seemed perfectly balanced, and here they come basically well, destroying the gun. Well, how do you feel about Black Hammer, then? Oh, like that, that one's even worse. That one's, that one's different. even worse. Different sniper rifle, also got a nerf. So the white nail perk would mean if you landed pre three precision shots, you would immediately have three more shots to keep going. So if you were really good and you keep hitting precision shots, infinite, you, you could infinite infinitely ammo. you know, have ammo. So Now it pulls from your clip. Which is basically... Just using synths or yeah. running around and picking up ammo off the ground. That's what yeah. it's changed. That's yeah. why that perk is this is that changes the fundamental desire of what the gun is. Yeah. Like the reason the gun was so good was because it had a really great perk that rewarded a skill. Mm -hmm. Now there's mm -hmm. no incentive to land the skill shots anymore. Mm -hmm. So what is the why do I even want that gun? Yeah. Hey, you got two months to enjoy all this stuff, by the way, right? Yeah. So this is with the Taken King release. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. What, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's to even say what they, those weapons are going to be like. Yeah. 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 It's, that's a great point. My, we don't know the new weapons that are coming down the pike. With the new rolling system also, it's just like, is anything even really special anymore? They've just kind of normal. My whole issue is like a lot of the weapons we're talking about today, they were cool. Like, they were cool to have. It was almost a bragging's right thing. And Bungie has it in their head that they're like, no, nothing can be better than anything else. Everything has to be equally crappy for some reason. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, why is that your mindset? Why is your mindset make everything not as valuable? That was, I don't think it's that generalized. They're that's, trying that's, to not have it be imbalanced, that there's only people using Oh, Icebreaker's six. really good. Let's, how can we make it not as good but that's so not people the don't like having it? Yeah, but that's not the mentality. The mentality is there's like two, whatever 250 guns in the game. Well, there's yeah. a lot more with all the lower ones. Uh -huh. But the point is, you're only using like such a small subset. Like most right. people have the same yeah. loadouts. So to Destin's point, like I think from a design philosophy standpoint, it would be better to buff the guns that people don't use as opposed yes. to nerf the ones that they do totally. use. But as you saw with Thorn. That does happen. It's totally. The, some of these changes, all of a sudden, you're like, holy crap, are you using Atheon's epilogue in PvP or whatever? You know, yeah. I don't know that that'll be the case, but I you know what I mean? No one does that. <laughs> I really want it. Yeah. I, I had um, to try one time to yeah. do the Thorn Bounty because that was the only cool void game. weapon I had. Oh, so hard. Actually, so I used to use it use it in PvP. It was it was solid. You know, it was no Suros, so, but it wasn't exotic. We have to move on from weapons, but Fine. I want to I read what Sage <laughs> and Deej had to say. We spent like 24 minutes on it. Anyway. 
Sage said, I'm going back to putting the finishing touches on the new subclasses and trying to figure out how I can make Blink less frustrating to thank fight you. against. So thank Blink you, Blink is the worst to fight go. against. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Deej also said, in the next weekly update, we're serving up a preview of the new weapon foundries that you'll loot in the Taken King. We're looking mm -hmm. down the barrel of the largest arsenal of weapons and armor that Destiny has ever seen, and that includes original the original launch of the game. Which is awesome. So we, to Palace Point, yes, we're gonna have a huge new cache of weapons coming. Uh, backing up just a tad real quick before we move on from weapons, we focused mm. a lot on the negative. I wanted to point out that they did make a really cool change to Lord of Wolves, which is the exotic shotgun you get mm -hmm. from doing the Elder Cypher bounty. Mm -hmm. What you do is if you get a killing blow with that weapon, it gives you and your whole team within a radius recovery, plus three or whatever. Yes. Uh -huh. They've now tripled that. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah to really that's make cool. it worth using. Yeah, because here's the thing is I use that gun all the time, and you definitely notice the recovery bonus and the fact that they're now making it yeah. like three like, times that. That's in, awesome. In the Skull cool. Ops fight, that's going to be awesome. Totally. Think, so. so that was just one one thing that I was like, hey, that's really cool. You guys have any final thoughts, Fran and Pal? Pal? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, everyone's just going to be on a rush to use their weapons um, and make as many montage videos as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, before the, everything gets <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes. good point. Uh, my overall thoughts are that, again, we can't definitively say while, while any of this stuff is good or bad until we get our hands on it, but there's a lot sure. of stuff that comes out of totally, like, totally out of left field and a lot of stuff that seems warranted. So it's a lot to talk about, a lot to wrap our heads around. Yeah, and yeah. just to finish it right, one small change has domino effects, right? And that's yeah. why they're careful. They are changing so much yeah. that, yeah, there's, it's really hard to say how this is going to change the game. It will change the game. Although it is worth yeah. saying that the last time they tried to nerf something, it ended up destroying an entire weapon type. Yeah, so. but then we all love shotguns all of a sudden. So, look, there's, yeah. there's going to be a lot of interesting changes. All right. Time to move on. Pow! So, yes. you do cosplay, and you were recently in on MTV.com and <laughs> kind of on Kotaku and... All over the yeah. place, and now you're on IGN, and we I, want you to just. I know I'm on one of my concept. favorite podcasts. This oh, is kind of crazy. Yeah, we already yeah. knew how to be fair. Yeah, to be we've fair. been talking about it for a while. Yeah, we have been talking about we it. We knew I her mean, before she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I occasionally cosplay, and obviously, I'm a big fan of Destiny, and I wanted to do something a little bit more ambitious because the last cosplay I did um, was the Ultimate Warrior. And even though that was fun to do, I, I've never dabbled in armor or anything like that. And um, I wanted to actually portray my character. And um, so I got on the drawing board and I didn't have a lot of time because E3 was like here. And then at the time I was, that was actually when it all started. I was like, I'm going to commit to this. And then I had AX, which was like a few weeks right after. And then, you know, I think I had another thing but yeah and then it was a uh, San Diego Comic-Con so I was gonna do it at San Diego but I was running out of time I literally did not um, sleep for 48 hours at one point oh, working right. on this cosplay that almost killed me Yeah, you went to anime <laughs> expo too or something right yeah I did I, well I, after anime I you know I had a I was a guest there so I would you know be at my booth and literally not stay for any of the fun stuff after hours I would literally run home and just work on this cosplay and then uh, so in two weeks we were able to do this um, wow. my friend Space Invader K who's uh, just, I call her a costume wizard she's incredible she did the hunter and um, I did the warlock so awesome. it was very ambitious but we did it and I'm just happy the fans liked it and Bungie liked it they were all happy 
definitely. But it was crazy. I, I literally don't know how it all came together. There was a lot of things prior before my photo shoot that happened that I literally thought it wasn't going to happen. What? Like what? Um, well, in cosplay, um, sometimes things happen and you just kind of either have to roll with it or sometimes, you know, you have to back out of things. I almost backed out of my MTV shoot because I had done a face paint uh, tutorial. Well, not tutorial, but I did a test and that morning my makeup would not stick. Um, it was just not, I, I was not going to become uh, an alien. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was just like, I might have to go as a human. Um, but somehow I just figured, like, and also my helmet, um, which is a great helmet made by Huku Props. They uh, did an amazing job. I had the Light of Nemesis um, helmet, which is one of my favorite helmets. And um, it just, I don't know, like things were just falling apart. The helmet pieces were starting to come off. My makeup wasn't sticking and I was wearing all white. So two things were going to happen. Either I was going to start crying out of stress <laughs> and my whole outfit was going to turn blue, which I had, you know, I had, all, I was in all white. So um, I sucked it up and got my makeup on as best as possible and made it to the MTV shoot, did a shoot there. Um, people went crazy down at San Diego Comic-Con. There's a huge community of Destiny fans that were just there. And as soon as we got out of the Uber, people were just losing their minds and we were just trying to get to the one spot with um, with our photographer Colin Gray who is a brilliant photographer uh, he's the one who did all the shots for MTV uh, and we got it we got That's there awesome. and it was fun and the photos came out amazing um, I don't know it was just it was a labor of love but I can honestly say it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life and that speaks to in something terms I, of cosplay <laughs> and that speaks to something I actually wanted to bring up is there is a little bit of a perception that's changing which is good that cosplay is just dressing up when really it's something that takes a huge amount of craft and time when you're doing research for costumes that you want to design what kind of like details are you looking for what kind of things make the costume for you as a cosplayer like what is something in a costume that speaks well, to you as being super like you know polished and really nice well i mean yes you want to you know at first when i had told my fans that i was going to do a dusting cosplay i got a lot of weird things like just put all exotics on and just be this crazy alpha like all you know on. guardian and i was just like no i'm gonna do the authentic like my my actual guardian and um and it was funny because if you go look at the bungee posts, some people, someone wrote, oh, she's got way too many exotics on. And I just like was like, are you serious? And then so I, I kindly wrote a comment and I said, no, actually, all my gear is legendary. The only thing that's exotic is my helm. And everyone in there, I, I could feel like the crickets in that uh, in that post because some people liked it. And it wasn't just to be, you know, mean. It was just like I worked really hard. I researched everything. Um, you know, I had pictures of every angle. I mean, I was playing at the same time as designing this because that was the only way I can capture certain photographs that would be authentic to what I made. You know, the coat that I made was made from scratch. Um, you know, and that was that was difficult because after I made the code, I had to like hack it at the bottom because because <laughs> it uh, it's the robe of exile, so it has like this very thrash look to it. So that was kind of crazy. And then uh, I had the Watcher boots and the Apex harmonics gauntlets, and then the uh, the lighted Nemesis helmet. So, where where can people see uh, all your work? 
Uh, well, you can see it um, on Instagram. I posted some of the kind of beginning stages there because people are now asking me, well, how did you do this? So I, I'm also working on a blog post right now um, with Space Invader K. So you can look her up on Instagram, Space Invader K, and you can look me up at pancake underscore P-O-W pow and uh, look at stuff there. Also on Twitter, pancake pow. And uh, face, I think I have a Facebook page too. I posted a few photos there. Um, and that's baby pancakes. Did you yeah. show the creation of the thorn that you were holding, actually? I was kind of curious. Oh, about my that. God. Can we talk about that? Okay. Uh, first of all, that wasn't going to be my prop. That was uh, Kristen, Space Invaders prop. And we just used it for the photo shoot. And even in cosplay, people were just talking so much about that because they, <laughs> they couldn't even believe that it was the thorn like it was yeah. like even in cosplay i can't escape the thorn like i <laughs> i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i mean it, it was a controversial um weapon choice i actually wanted the icebreaker to be made but oh, we that didn't have really cool yeah, we didn't have enough time to make it. It was already like on the drawing board, but it consisted over 200 pieces um, wow. in 3D printing. So we didn't have enough time, but I think we're going to get it done for New York Comic Con. Oh, cool. Um, so look out for it there. And uh, right yeah, so it was just like, it was a... It was a huge thing, and people were just—they're just so hung up on the thorn that no one was like, "Hey, that look at her construction on her amazing chest piece." Like nothing, nobody cared about that, you know. That's it was all about that fun. thorn. They have those bad memories from yep. losing in PvP to thorn. <laughs> yes, I think people are like traumatized yeah. by it. Obviously, yeah, and that in cosplay it became like still such an issue. Yeah, I did see a funny comment that someone did write, and someone says someone should just cosplay as the thorn. <laughs> just a big gun. Yeah, what, you go yeah around just and a big gun. People, that's messed up. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Ah, you needle a mark of devour. Yeah. What did you got? They slowly die. You might make it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of thought involved. I also had made a ghost. Um, I did the Frontier ghost, the mm -hmm. one that was like in the yeah, collector's the edition. Yeah, um, cool. just because I thought it was cute and I liked the colors. Um, I had also even made another prop. It was a fireball prop to go with obviously my warlock, um, but I just couldn't carry everything. So for the next photo shoot we're gonna do, we're gonna go all out for that one. What cool. about some guardian interns? Yeah, you know, have somebody else help you out. Then when you need that fireball, right there. Switch it out. <laughs> Switch it out, exactly. Very cool. Well, I saw your costume and uh, it looks amazing. So if you know if you're awesome. watching the show, definitely give it a look because the amount of detail and effort is obviously like just superior to other cosplays that I've seen, mm -hmm. specifically for Destiny. So definitely check it out. I thought it was great. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you guys liked it. I, I, I feel for the most part the community really liked it. And I hope it just encourages people to do some more Destiny cosplay. Um, I mean, it is difficult, but it's doable. You know, Warbla is a great thing. Foam is an amazing thing. I learned how to do all of this in two weeks. So if I can do it, wow. you can that's awesome. So. Yeah. Maybe I need to make a costume for you at Comic Con. I'm getting. Uh, you guys should all I tried my hand at it, but it didn't go so costumes. well. <laughs> Some of my costumes I've seen, didn't, didn't work out. I've seen Destin's costumes. <laughs> Look up the worst cosplay of all time. You might recognize somebody. Here. He actually uh, he's in a list somewhere. From how long ago was that? Uh, 2007. Oh, it's so good. Is that so the is that bad. the one where you're it's the dead space? Let's, oh, let's okay. post that in uh, the Fire Team yeah, chat, uh, podcast we'll group that. on Facebook. 
that's actually all, all that we have time for right now. Thank you so much, pal, for joining us today. Yay, thanks for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug before we, uh, we head out? Uh, well, I mean, you can catch, we just did a recap of uh, our San Diego Comic-Con experience. Uh, you can go to pancakepal.com and find the episode there. And uh, hopefully, we. Oh, I definitely will be doing a post about this whole um, Destiny cosplay because I've been getting a lot of questions about what I used and how I did things. And um, we'll have like a little tutorial, also some tutorial videos of some uh, prop making stuff because uh, I'll be working with a gentleman called Bear Birch, who's like a legend in the pop uh, prop industry. And uh, we're going to do some videos together and show people how to make some stuff. Destiny related, obviously. Cool. Fran? Just the usual. Are we going to go into the outro yep. here? Okay, yeah. Well, as always, if you are listening to us on the podcast, be sure to jump into iTunes or the uh, Android store and give us a review. That is always appreciated. Yeah. And, of course, you can catch us on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, on the IGN apps, on our YouTube channel. Buy our and, shirt. Go to IGN.com slash store. And I was just getting that. So, yeah, we've got uh, the Fireteam Chat t-shirts if you want them. Um, people seem to like them. I need one of those. Yeah, we yeah, should get you, gotta, you one. Gotta get one. I need one, too, actually. We've been so busy with events, I admit, I don't have one yet. So you guys have them before I do. So there you go. Sean, anything? Follow me on Twitter at I'm Vinnegan. Play a lot of Destiny. Play a lot of Counter-Strike. So come talk to me about those games or talk to me about movies because that's the other thing I'm deeply in love with. Cool. And until next time, everybody, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Sean, you got to start doing it. No. <laughs> You're not going to be the next one. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.